Welcome back to In The Spotlight. At the time of this recording, we are at the end of the summer holidays here in the UK, a time where many families traveled and flew to different destinations in search for sun and adventure. I've been in many conversations where I overheard a mum or parents speak about their hesitance to fly with babies and young kids. And therefore, I've decided this week to put the spotlight on traveling with babies and toddlers. Due to us being experts at the time of our boys' birth, we ended up traveling a lot with them, especially back to South Africa as often as we could to see the family. I was very fortunate that my parents were present for both births, one in London and the other in Saudi Arabia. But of course, we wanted the rest of the family to spend as much time with the new babies as they could. And back to South Africa, that normally would be indirect flights from where we were based, as well as some domestic flights. So a trip to South Africa was easily six or seven flights each time. And when we were living in the Middle East, we had an expat lifestyle of exploring as much as we could on weekends, which meant flying a lot. So the first flight with my firstborn was when he was five weeks old to meet all the family in South Africa. And he reached his 100th flight at the age of two years and nine months. I have a very proud photo of him with his 100th boarding pass. That is 100 takeoffs and landings in 33 months. So and I can honestly say that I cannot remember, maybe we just forget things, but I can't remember a flight that was totally unbearable. Yes, maybe some was a bit more exhausting than others, but I was lucky to have never had a really, really bad one. And most of these flights, by the way, was me traveling solo with him and later on him and his brother. So I want to tell you today that though it can be challenging, it is all possible. And with some preparation and organization, it can be a smooth experience. And whether it is a short or a long haul flight, there are a few things that all flights have in common, but here and there you just have to have something extra you need to take into consideration, depending on the length on the flight. So let's get on with it. Here are my top 10 tips for a little bit less stressful travel with babies and toddlers. Number one, when you start to plan your trip, do take the timing into consideration of when the flight will be. I am a huge advocate to try and fly at night, especially if it is a long-haul flight. Of course, your baby or toddler will then be more likely to sleep. If it is a short-haul flight, consider taking it at the time that they are more likely to nap. And if at all possible, avoid long-haul flights during the day. But of course, if you are going to go east or west into different time zones, do realize your child and expect that your child might have some jet lag and will need a few, a few days to adjust to the new time zone. Or if your trip is not very long, consider keeping them on their home time zone. We had a week-long trip to Singapore when the boys were two and four years old. It was a nine-hour time difference. So they ended up staying on their home time zone 
And that meant sleeping in until midday, but not going to bed at night until 1am. It meant that we planned our activities in the afternoons and evenings. And it was quite nice to take them to restaurants in the evening with us. Similarly, if you go west, expect to be woken up at 3am in the mornings. But it's quite nice to be the first people in the streets or the first people on the beach at 5am in the morning. But similarly there, you might have very early evenings. So do factor all of that in, in the planning of your trips. If you do manage to keep them a little bit on their home on their home time zone, I would say for trips a week or less, the good thing is that they adjust very quickly back into their normal routine when they're back at home. The second thing is, where do you sit on the plane? Most airlines automatically assign passengers with infants to the front row seats where the bassinets are. That means that you will have a small little bed, which they set up for you after takeoff to put the baby in when they sleep. Most of these bassinets keep babies up to roughly 13 kilograms or until they just get a bit too long or big for it. Then they have to go on your lap. So up to two years old, a child doesn't get their own seat. They are on your lap. If your airline does not have automatic, um, not automatically assign you to the front door seats where the baby bassinets are, do go for seats that have a bit more leg room, so a bit more space for you and the baby, or maybe seats on the aisle where you can move around as needed and go to the toilets or walk down the aisle with them if it's a busy toddler. Do keep in mind that your infant will be on your lap if they are too big for a bassinet, which really will make it quite difficult for you to have a meal in peace because there's no place to put your tray. So do keep that in mind that maybe it would be good for you to eat before you get on the plane. The further advice I would then give to fly with children over two years old when they have their own seed is that if they might want be the kind of toddler who would like to look at this TV screen to entertain them during takeoff and landing, or who would like to lie down when they want to sleep on your lap and therefore lift the armrest up, then in those cases, the front row seats is not for them. The front row seats don't have seats in front of them with little TV screens behind them. The TV screens are on a little arm that gets stored underneath your seat. And that needs to be stored for takeoff and landing, which means the toddler does not understand why they cannot watch and keep that up during takeoff and landing, which resulted in a few tantrums from mine. The other thing is that those the armrests host those arms of the TV screens. So not all the front row armrests can pull up which means they can't put their head on mommy's lap when they try and fall, lie down and sleep. So as soon as your child is two years or over in their own seat, it might be better to be in the other rows and not in the front row. So they can have the screen in front of them and they can pick up the armrests and sleep on your lap. The next thing is your pram or stroller or sling. Well, the majority of airlines let you take your stroller or pram all the way up to the gate. 
and up to the airplane door. You can therefore keep it with you and push your baby or toddler all the way to the plane. However, these days you also have strollers that can go on the plane as hand luggage and can be stored in the overhead cabin at your seat. They are even so small that you can push the baby all the way to to your seat in them. I would strongly recommend that you get one of those, especially if you have a stopover. Remember that if you have to change planes, you won't have your own stroller with you as it is checked into your final destination. So you would need to carry your child during that transfer. Some airports have strollers, but to have your own with you just takes away so much of the stress. I do not get commission, but I would mention that the only pram and stroller I've ever had was the baby's in yo-yo. I bought that back in 2015 before my first baby was born. And it was the first model of the yo-yo that just came out. And it was the only stroller I had for five years and used for both of my kids. It's so lightweight, small, easy to fold up with one hand and made travel so much easier. I really wouldn't have been able to travel as I did without something so small and compact, which I had with me for flights and for stopovers. Check it out. It really is the best baby equipment I've had. Number four is pack wisely. Remember to pack all the essential things like nappies, wipes, formula, extra clothes for the baby and you, a small blanket, though the plane will give blankets even for the baby, and maybe baby food. And keep all of this in a carry-on bag that you can keep with you and find everything easily in. I also recommend having that bag as a backpack because if you can have that on your back, you have two arms and two hands free which is very handy when you may be traveling alone with a baby and a toddler. On that point, having a sling is very useful, especially if it's more than one child or even if it is just with the baby. Putting the baby in a sling and the toddler in a pram and having your your diaper bag on your back is really the best and the only way to travel. Tip number five feeding your baby during takeoff and landing. We all know that we sometimes get an earache in the change of altitude during takeoff and landing. And that's, of course, the same with babies or toddlers, any child. Therefore, please remember to have some milk in a bottle ready to feed to your baby during takeoff. And similarly, have enough left for feeding them during landing. That sucking motion enables them to equalize much more easily. You can also, if you're still breastfeeding, breastfeed during takeoff and landing. Or if you have a toddler, have something for them to drink during that time, or even something just to chew on. That also helps to alleviate some of that ear pressure that they might experience. Number six is entertainment. Pack some appropriate, age-appropriate toys, books, or any distractions that will help your baby or your toddler be a bit distracted. I find that the most tricky age to travel 
it's roughly between the age of 12 and 24 months, the time when the baby wants to, to walk and they don't understand why they need to sit still. That really is the most tricky time around 18 months. But with enough distractions, you can probably keep them entertained. And as they get a little bit older, they do find some entertainment on the little screen in front of them. But yes, remember to take their favorite books or anything that can keep them busy. Number seven, check in early. Now that you're at the airport, make sure you are there with enough time to go through everything. And don't put that stress on you. Always try to check in online if you can. Number eight, the security checkpoint. To check up the rules on what liquids you can fly with. Now, with babies, they are very lenient on allowing you to take some milk with you. There is the 100 milliliters rule, but that does not fully apply to baby milk. Formula, um, breast milk, have that in bottles, and that will be scanned separately by them in a special machine to make sure it's all fine. But you can take it through security and through the checkpoint. Do remember just to check anything else that it's not more than 100 milliliters. If you don't, if you need some extra milk, please check which shops, if the airport might have a pharmacy. Um, those in the UK might know Boots. Many airplay, airports have a Boots that sells formula milk already pre-made. Therefore, like you can buy that once you are through the gates, buy some extra milk, formula milk for the flight, which is very handy. Sometimes I have been in the situation where I needed some extra normal milk as my kids got older and I managed to ask the flight attendants for that. But they don't always have milk and a lot of milk available. So do make try and make sure that you take enough with you on the plane. And then also at the part of being at the security checkpoints and in general on flights was to ask for help. I think one of my most stressful flights was trying to get through security with a sleeping baby in a sling, a sleeping toddler in a stroller, traveling solo with them both, both asleep and being told by the guy at security that I must take the toddler by myself out of the stroller while I had a sleeping baby hanging from me and that I had to put the stroller on the security belt. I think I basically almost cried, first of all, to wake a sleeping toddler. And how am I supposed to single-handedly do all of that? I did manage that somehow, but I would always say, do ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask somebody if they don't offer, just to help you with carrying an extra bag or pushing a toddler while you put the baby in a sling. People are normally very friendly and happy to help. And number 10, the last point is stay calm. Your baby or your toddler can sense your mood. So staying calm and positive can help them to be relaxed. Do trust and believe that you can do this and that it definitely might not be as bad as you think it might be. 
And always remember that, yes, sometimes babies cry. They do that. We've all been on flights when you heard a baby cry and and sometimes they might be ill and, you know, it happens all the time. So don't get stressed if that happens with you. Just calm yourself, calm your baby and realize that the people around you certainly have empathy and also have been that through that possibly themselves, even if it was earlier in their life or they might be through it, going through it later on in their lives. So they will eventually understand. So that's my 10 tips for traveling with babies and toddlers. I hope this will help you a little bit. So book that flight, get on the plane, go show your kids the world and go and explore. Until next time, have a lovely week.